This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. For those of you who are new, I'm one of your hosts, Marissa Roman, and I'm joined by our other host, Sarah Peddleston. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. So I don't know about you. I'm very excited to talk about Fredericksburg, Texas. I am. I have not been there, but now I definitely want to go. Um, I think I've actually driven by it a couple times before, but did not realize. Yeah. So it's, it's just an adorable town. I've been there a couple of times. I lived in Austin for a stint. So Fredericksburg is relatively close. And then also, if you're looking to travel west through Texas, you're going to pass through Fredericksburg mm-hmm. if you're going west. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as you pass through, you, you want to stop because it's just like you're going through the main street and it's incredible. I'm not sure how I missed it, to be honest, because I've driven across Texas quite a few times going to Austin, San Antonio, and it's just like, I, I don't know what route I took, but it completely fell off my radar. Yeah. I feel like this is just one of those towns that, um, you know, if you're, if you have kind of a certain viewpoint of, of what Texas towns are, this is one that, that might throw you for a loop Mm -hmm. because it's traditionally a German town, um, which I thought is super cool. I was very surprised to see that. Um, did not realize. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I visited, I was surprised at that because on first glance, you're there, there's a really adorable main street, which, um, is very well kept. There are tons of, of shops and, uh, boutique stores, restaurants, but then the more you start looking, you see a lot of German influences in the restaurants, in the breweries. And then you kind of put two and two together, especially with some of the names of these places. And you're like, oh, this is like, this is a a small town that's steeped in German roots, which I think makes it so unique. Yeah. Whenever I was first researching, I saw restaurants and bakeries pop up with all, uh, you know, German food. I was like, oh, that's interesting. How, how strange that, you know, these are so popular. But then when I realized it was what the second German town in Texas that was founded by um, a society for protection of German immigrants. And I'm like, oh, this is making much more sense. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. Like just doing, doing a little historical deep dive, um, you know, that the town dates back to the 1860s which is so unique because I feel like, you know, you have these towns that are, are, they have a certain amount of culture when they're founded and and sometimes that dissipates over time. But here it's like the German culture is still very much in abundance. Mm -hmm. And I was very surprised to see how such an old town, how such a cultural town with so much going on is still so small. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I was impressed by it. Yeah, I agree. I I think, uh, you know, obviously we talk about these small towns and it really, the charm of it all, I think is, is always in the size Mm -hmm. because, you know, I feel like some of the character gets lost when, when these towns get bigger and, or they turn into cities and there's still great places to visit, but you know, there's something about just a small town and, and like Fredericksburg 
that there's a, a community vibe to it. That is really nice. Yeah. And then the alternative too, it's a small town that didn't fade into history because there are so many towns that are based on industries that either go belly up or move to a different area of the state and then they just disappear. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. And I do love how this is, you know, people describe Fredericksburg as, oh, well, this is a a town filled with German heritage, but also there's still that Texan hospitality that's thrown in the mix. Absolutely. And I will say that whenever I was first researching, it took me a hot second to understand the abbreviation they were using, that FBGTX. I don't know what it was, but I had to look at it for a solid 10 (laughs) seconds. I'm like, oh, I get it. I got it. Great. Yes. Um, Yeah. I also, I'm just forever stumbling over Fredericksburg because like, I don't know why it's just like my mouth just wants to just like mumble it out. So I'm, I'm like over enunciating <laughs> on this because I'm, yeah, it's just kind of hard to pronounce just for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. R's always trip me up and I feel like I'm just going to have a history of mispronouncing things. So you know what? I'm doing my best, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so geographically in terms of, uh, where this is located in Texas, it's central ish, Texas, 90 minutes West of Austin, Um, but also what's very cool is that Fredericksburg is part of Texas wine country. Mm -hmm. So right there alone, you know, like outside of the German culture, you have great wine right nearby. In and of itself, the fact that it's in a, um, wine region in Texas was shocking to me because I always associate Texas with say breweries or distilleries like Tito's and Deep Eddie's. So to know there were so many wineries in this area was just mind blowing. I know. And it's, I just, it's so cool. I feel like because Texas, you know, for me, Texas, because I've lived there before I've traveled a bunch within Texas, it really was just forever peeling back layers of the state that I didn't know existed. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is like, I think it's such a fun surprise to, to come across a place like Fredericksburg to, to realize there's a whole wine region in the state. And you're just like, you know, it's kind of mind blowing. And it's great to get knocked down, like personally, a couple pegs, because, you know, whenever you're just existing within your own little bubble, you start to think that, oh, you know, I know about this country and I've been to these states, but then to realize something so novel, and I'm sure everyone in Texas is thinking, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's here. So, um, it's great to learn that and just get excited about traveling there again. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah. So in terms of, uh, let's say what Fredericksburg is known for, um, beyond wine country, beyond German roots, uh, is there anything that you found that you're like, yeah, we need to people that want to travel to Fredericksburg, we need to tell them about this. So I think the main thing, um, and I think it's related to Hill Country, was just the the fact that hills in Texas don't necessarily align in my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I was raised in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, and so rolling hills are natural to me, but they look very, very different. So to see all of the um, natural beauty that's surrounding this area is just stunning. And the fact that there are so many wildflowers, and Fredericksburg is actually home to the largest wildflower farm in the country, and I... <laughs> I'm betting money that all of those iconic shots of fields of blue bonnets came from this area because it's just so gorgeous. Nice. Wow. That's actually, I didn't know that about the wildflowers. That's very cool. 
Yeah, you can actually drive through, and this exit goes outside of town a bit, but the Willow City Loop is a great way to get some scenic, incredible views of the area and look at wildflowers if you're out for a drive. Wow. Okay, so this is, is this like more of a spring kind of thing if you're doing that? I think it's any time of year. It just depends on what wildflower blooms you want to see. Cool. Okay, good to know. Um, I do know just being in Texas uh, and living there for a while, the pockets of wildflowers that pop up randomly on just like interstate medians. It's for me, like I was kind of geeking out because I'm not really used to that, especially just coming from living in Florida for so long. Mm-hmm. These beautiful, uh, you know, like, yeah, the blue bonnets or like these, just these vibrant co- pops of color in the middle of your highway. Uh, you know, I wanted to pull over and just start taking pictures <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um, I will say too, as part of the the wildlife, I, I really would love to stop and hike and go through all of the, you know, scenic, you know, um, rock formations and things like that. But I will say Texas wildlife is no joke. I was just researching the uh, venomous creatures in the area and it's like, watch where you sit, step, put your hand. It's not, you know, going to get like a tick. It's, oh, that was a, yeah, a coral snake. Oops. <laughs> Yes. No, that is very, uh, they are very serious about snakes in Texas. Um, I coral snake in particular, I came across one once on a hike in the Austin Greenbelt and, uh, and, and it just kind of, I had to be way more cautious, especially with my dog. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's so, it's just so dangerous. And I've never really had to think about that because you know, in New Jersey, you have snakes. It's nothing that intense. In Florida, you have alligators, but, you know, usually you're not really hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in Texas, a snake can just randomly cross your path and uh, you just have to be very careful. Yeah, especially having um, animals because they don't know it's a danger noodle. They'll want to go up and sniff it or <laughs> try and. Yeah. Uh, My dog in particular is like, oh, cool, a new friend. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually grew up thinking that coral snakes were way more common um, throughout the U.S., so I, I would always memorize that, you know, like, red touch black, venom black, red touch yellow kills a fellow. And I was concerned. I was like, oh, I'm going to see one. No, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, let's. I'm just going to knock on wood right now that you never do. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do think another thing to see in the area, which was, I just thought was really neat and novel, um, was the, the, what was it? The Mexican free-tailed bat, uh, mm. tunnel and the, uh, let me see. I think it's the, uh, old tunnel state park. Is that the name of it? Where you can actually see a flight of bats, uh, emerge from the cave in old tunnel state park, May through October. So you can just watch this colony of bats exit at dusk. And it's just supposed to be a really cool thing to see in person. That is amazing. I love that in Texas, especially central Texas, they are so big into bats. Really? I love Yeah. In Austin, you go to, uh, I think it's the Congress bridge at dusk and you watch all of hundreds, thousands of bats fly out into the night sky. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's just such an amazing thing. I love bats. I know that some people might not be fans. Uh, I love bats. I think they're adorable. My sister actually adopted me one. Uh, no, I don't have it physically, but just, I right. guess I'm sponsoring it because I love bats that much and Texas. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, they, they love bats there. 
wow, I did not know that. And I hope someday you get to meet a bat and <laughs> interact with one. Right. Yes, that would be my dream fulfilled. Fredericksburg, we, uh, there's so much to do just within this town that I feel like despite its size, you really can visit any time of year. Mm -hmm. There are quite a few places to stay. Uh, Like we said, wineries in the area, vineyards in the area, breweries, restaurants, even if like German culture, you're not really familiar with, there's still a ton to do. There's Tex-Mex is huge, uh, obviously in Texas. So um, was there anything that you found in terms of things to do that really kind of stood out? Well, I think booking some sort of wine tour is a no brainer. Um, trying all the different restaurants, I think is just something that would be a nice casual thing to do, even if it is the German restaurants, because I haven't had a lot of that sort of food. So Mm -hmm. when I was looking at Otto's, you know, menu, seeing like all the schnitzel grilled antelope, apparently, I'm not sure if that's actually a German take or a a dish that's unique, but they also have, um, camazola cheesecake and camazola is one of my favorite cheeses, a mix between gorgonzola and then like a cream cheese. And I just think that the food in and of itself is a reason to visit. Right. Um, and there's also quite a bit of museums in this smaller town. So, uh, a national museum for the Pacific war, a, um, what is it? The, one of those, uh, historical museums. So the, I think it's called, um, the living history farm. So they actually have like a bunch of realism and actors and educators on the farm who she or she can food, things like that. Wow. Um, you just kind of like take a trip back in time. That's really neat. Cool. So, I mean, for me, so let's say when you're visiting a town, let's say you're visiting Fredericksburg, how important are historical elements to you? Museums, um, restaurants, like what's your kind of like the, the go-to thing you research first? I think it is the strange facts about a place. Mm. I, I want to go in knowing the weird things so that way I can see it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I would say food, food and, uh, like bars, restaurants are next. What, how about yourself? Same food is huge for me. I feel like, uh, I love new restaurants. I love trying new food. So that would be a go-to wine is big for me too. And then, uh, yeah, like just random attractions, things that Mm -hmm. you can't find anywhere else. Um, I love just like off the beaten path stuff. That's why usually like I'll go into only in your state archives and kind of search an area and be like, okay, what is there that I'll see here that maybe, you know, doing a a regular Google search is not going to bring up. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think it's also good to note that since it is Texas, you should probably pay attention to the average temperatures. So like June through yeah. August, the temperatures are what, like up of 90 degrees pretty regularly. But yeah. um, earlier in the year, the precip- precipitation levels are kind of high. So to me, I feel like September to December, great time to visit. Also, you're hitting up Oktoberfest and now knowing that it's a, you know, a town with a lot of German heritage, that must yeah. be a blast. Right. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, I saw a lot about Oktoberfest and that it's huge. People come from all over. They get dressed up. They go all out. There are events. Um, oh, yeah. It's it like such a fun time to be there. Oh, definitely. Also, I don't know if you, kn- you knew this, but October is Texas Wine Month. Really? And, yeah. Okay. So that means that 
again, people come from all over and they go to these tasting rooms in, in central Texas, Fredericksburg area, where these vineyards unveil their latest vintages and people get to try them. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So if you visit in October, hydrate, make sure to hydrate, (laughs) sleep well, and then enjoy yourself. Prepare. Oh yeah. They got, they got you covered with all the schnitzel and the the baked goods. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Wanted to, uh, we're going to introduce a new segment to the podcast where you and I are going to outline a perfect day in this small town that we're talking about. So it's going to be, maybe there are going to be some similarities. Maybe there are going to be some differences, but we're ultimately creating our own personal itinerary to maybe share with people some specific spots that they should check out or add to their own bucket list before they visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to kick this off. And, uh, if you want to go first, a perfect day in Fredericksburg, Texas, according to Sarah. Sure. Uh, okay. So I think my time in old FBGTX <laughs> would be, um, centered on planned flexibility, which is my style of travel. Anyway, I want to research a bunch of options, but understand that I can change if I need to. And I think Fredericksburg has so much going on that that is really just appealing in that style. So I have a lot of options, but I can change. So I would probably stay at one of the, um, charming inns or B&Bs downtown, um, maybe a home share, but I, the hotel Giles caught my eye because it had just a really nice location close to everything. And as a longtime Buffy fan, I can't resist anything that I can pretend is named after Rupert Giles. (laughs) And then I would probably pick out a few restaurants I could walk to. So like the counter service breakfast spot, Emma and Ollie. So get breakfast tacos, breakfast croissant, and then be ready for a full day of wandering after a nap. Um, probably also hit up the old German bakery and grab some pastries for later in the day. And then I think it'd be all about the hill country and the wine region. So book a private tour. So that way I can go and try all of them. Uh, if I wanted to stay at one in particular, I could try, um, something like senior vineyards caught my eye because it seemed a bit smaller and they had a house that you could go do wine tastings in or bring up like a picnic blanket and get charcuterie board and wine tasting and enjoy it out on the lawn underneath like the big oak trees. Wow. Um, and there was also a high cider. So a cider, um, I guess it's not a brewery, but that they make their own cider and with an open tasting area and it's right off the highway and you can see like the bright double decker bus. Um, so you go there, do some tastings. Um, and the one final thing I'd love to do is to make sure I plan to visit on a trade days weekend. So once a month, Sunday Farms turns into a giant, um, like basically a vendor fest, you know, over 400 vendors gathered together. It's a little bit east of downtown, I think like seven to 10 miles, and you can just have a blast, shop till you drop the entire weekend, and I would just wander there and just find all the weird stuff I can. Wow. 400 vendors. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> Very cool. Do they have, is there any specific theme or like type of thing that they sell or it's just like a mishmash of stuff. I think it's a mishmash. Just imagine like every like farmer's market or downtown market you can think of all put together. So I feel like you'd need a long time. So multiple days just to see all the vendors and, you know, spend all the money. Very cool. I do also love that you added a nap in there. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest. Like I get hangry and I get sleepy. So I got I gotta take care of it at some point. No, that's great. I didn't even think about adding a nap into my <laughs> but that's great. You had uh I don't think we have anything uh in our itineraries that are similar. So I love that Oh great. We're, yeah, we're just creating like a couple of completely different uh for people to follow or mix and match, or just kind of maybe like even a good jumping off point, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or yeah. So I'm going to share my perfect day in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is going to start with coffee always. (laughs) Uh, Smart. Very smart. (laughs) I have to, no matter what Kalish coffee bar. So this place looks so cool. It's housed in an, an old local beer shack and, uh, it just has such a great, local following the coffee's roasted in house. Um, they have some breakfast options too, which are great. If you just want to like grab something on the go, my coffee choice, always dark roast. I look for oat milk, any sort of milk alternatives. That would be my choice. Very nice. Uh, what, what's your coffee choice? Just a segue there. Uh, gosh, anything highly caffeinated and iced. Um, nice. so, uh, whether it's like a cold brew, nitro cold brew or iced Americano. Um, and yeah, I just want to be able to consume it quickly <laughs> and usually, usually black, but sometimes I'll get a little fancy. Love that. Okay. Well, Kalish coffee bar, um, we are not sponsored by them, but <laughs> they sound awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that. It's what housing it said, an old beer shack. Yeah. So yeah, from there, I'll grab some coffee, walk around town, Main Street. Uh, I'm not a huge shopper, but I love visiting Main Streets. Uh, I feel like this one is very much a quintessential Main Street. There are over 150 shops, boutiques, mom and pops, and people will literally come from all over to Fredericksburg just to shop. Which wow. I think, yeah. That's a lot of shops. Right. <laughs> right. But Jeez. you're like, it's such a, you know, you're, it's, you're not going to a mall, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to an outlet mall. You're not going to these regular stores that maybe you usually frequent on your day to day. This is a completely different experience, which I think is so fun. Yeah. It's almost just, just to see it because it's so charming. It's something that if you imagine what a main street would look like, this would be it. Yes. Yes. So after shopping or just like window shopping is probably what I would do and just kind of stretch my legs, uh, enchanted rock state natural area. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into this. First of all, it's beautiful. It's 18 miles North of Fredericksburg. So it's not within the downtown area. You do have to travel a little to get to it, but when you get there, there are over eight miles of hiking trails and nature trails for you, you to enjoy. So I feel like you'll get a good glimpse of what Texas nature is, is like, if maybe you didn't have any idea or you're coming in with stereotypes about Texas, which I certainly did before mm-hmm. I spent time there. Um, and you can kind of explore this natural area, which is very popular for people to get out and hike. So how intense is it? Because those rock formations look beautiful, but I wasn't sure about the actual trails around them. So is it for intermediates, beginners, experts? Uh, it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, they have different hiking trails of different lengths. It's also a lot of people go rock climbing in the area there, uh, oh, okay. which I think is really unique. Uh, I've never been at something I would definitely want to try for sure. 
Uh, I've been bouldering once. Um, it hurt my arms. A lot of fun, but yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely intense. Yeah, it is. Especially in the Texas heat. I can only imagine what that would be like. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after some hiking, I would probably go back into town and try some German food, which I have eaten before. Uh, I, I think it's great. I love German food. Altdorf, and I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, Altdorf Restaurant and Beer Garden. Um, they've been serving German food since the 1970s there in Fredericksburg. Very cool. It just seems like the place to go if you want to kind of try a Fredericksburg spot that the locals love. Uh, there's live music on weekends. They have tons of German beers. So if you want to try new beers that maybe you've never heard of, never tried, this is the place to do it. I love the live music aspect too. I noticed there's a lot of venues um, where there's just constant live music. As far as restaurants go, what do you prefer? Is it more of the like upscale fancy or do you like, you know, a bit of casual um, outdoor seating? Like what is your go-to? I think it really depends. Cause I, I kind of like a bit of both. Mm -hmm. I feel like casual is you get to kind of mingle with the locals yeah. And, um, usually like one of the first things I do in a new place is I'll go grab food or grab a beer and chat with the server or the bartender and be like, tell me some places to go. Like where that is a great idea. And I feel like there's a lot of that in Fredericksburg, a lot of people that will be willing to be like, Oh, you have to try this place or nobody knows about this place. And they kind of like clue you in if you're just asking, you know, the right people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to find the place that it's not listed online. You have to call ahead. You're going to wait an hour, but don't get scared. It's great. <laughs> you have to go through an underground tunnel. No, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for my itinerary, I'm going to end the night, um, at Fredericksburg brewing company for two reasons. One, it's the oldest operating brew pub in the entire state of Texas. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. The beer is brewed on site in copper kettles. Um, but also you can spend the night there. They, oh, smart. <laughs> yeah. Bed and brew is what it's called. They offer rooms right upstairs over the brew pub that you could spend the night. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a whole, you just, you grab a beer, you go upstairs, you go to sleep, you start the day over, you know, the next day. I'm curious if Fredericksburg is a dog friendly city, because I feel like it has the vibe of one with all of these outdoor spaces and natural formations and things like that, because I would love to just find a brewery like that or an outdoor seating, have the dog just yes. chill out. Definitely. That's a good question. Maybe we, we pose that question to the listeners and mm -hmm. if they want to call in or text and let us know, is Fredericksburg a pet friendly town? Let us know, because I would also love to know that. It, it is always um, surprising to me, as you move across the nation, how that ebbs and flows. So mm -hmm. where I'm from right now, sadly, is not very dog-friendly. It's few and far between. It, but as I go out west, it's like, yes, of course, bring your dog into the bar. We want this. Right. No, that's a very good point. I feel the same about right now living in Miami, which it is dog-friendly, but you would think Miami, with all the beaches, there would be more dog beaches. Mm -hmm. My dog yeah. loves to swim, and he can't really go. There's there are maybe one, two places uh, that, but everybody goes, and they all it's like a whole like big thing that everybody goes, brings their dog, 
it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, but then, like you said, going out West, especially Oregon, Pacific Northwest, you bring your dogs on the beach. Everybody loves it. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Any time of year, dogs are just like frolicking in the sand and it's wonderful. Yeah. So anything else that you found about Fredericksburg that you just want to leave us on a note that will inspire people to travel there? I mean, I really do think that what we've said about it being a large city in the package of a little town is just so accurate and it's full of culture. It's been around for a very long time. And I feel like you can kind of feel like a local there if you spend enough time and there's a lot to do. So, you know, it's central in Texas. Um, well, I mean, central to some of the bigger cities, so it's not too far to get to if you need to fly in. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's one of those, you got to do it at some point. Um, yeah. I know it's not very uh, philosophical, but I just think it's one of the top places you need to see. Right. I agree. I, I this was This was one on our small town getaways list that I was really excited to share with people because I feel like it's just, it kind of crushes a lot of stereotypes people might have about Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all, there's just so much to do and see and a lot of history, which I feel like, you know, can really, it really makes an experience when you're traveling and you get to immerse yourself in the culture and learn about the history too. Yeah. And plus whenever it's so close to places like Austin or San Antonio, it's a complete foil to what you'd experience there. So if you need a day off of the city, go out to Fredericksburg. Right. Excellent point. If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like, and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.